You're listening to Satterfield on Sports, your source for in-depth commentary on the whole wide world of sports. From Major League Baseball to the National Football League to the English Premier League and beyond. Here's your host, Kyle Satterfield. Welcome back to Satterfield on Sports. Chelsea are champions of Europe. The All-English Champions League final was played last Saturday, and Chelsea emerged with a 1-0 victory over Manchester City. It was a very entertaining game, a very watchable game, and I want to go over a few of the key moments on this episode. And I will begin in the first half, which was largely controlled by Chelsea. They created the majority of scoring chances and ultimately scored the goal just before halftime that would prove to be the decisive goal in their triumph. But the first really good chance of the match belonged to City, the Premier League champions, and it was created by Phil Foden, their young midfielder, English international. He found himself about six yards out from the Chelsea goal with a clear sight of the bottom right corner. And that is where he was attempting to arrow the ball off his left foot into that far corner. He had Chelsea's keeper, Edward Mendy, beat. And then out of nowhere, Antonio Rudiger flew in with a sliding challenge, blocked the shot. And so instead of the ball going into the back of the net, it popped up in the air and Mendy made a relatively easy catch as that City attack was snuffed out. That would be City's best scoring chance until the final minute of second half stoppage time. About a quarter of an hour after Foden's near miss, Chelsea created the breakthrough and it was a wonderful team goal. It began with Mendy playing out from the back, a pass up the left wing to Ben Chilwell, the left wing back, who quickly passed it ahead to Mason Mount, who turned and looked upfield just inside his own half, and he saw two of his forwards making diagonal runs from right to left in an attempt to break that city back line. Timo Werner, his run drew the attention of both city center backs, Ruben Diaz and John Stones. I spoke about that center back pairing on my episode last week. That pairing, Diaz and Stones, was the foundation upon which City built their team for this season. A team that won the Premier League, won the League Cup and had a chance here in Portugal last weekend to win Champions League. But as Diaz and Stones both slid over to their right in an attempt to prevent the run of Werner from doing any real damage, that opened a massive channel between Diaz and Zinchenko, the city left back. That is where Kai Havertz made his run. And this all happened in a matter of one or two seconds. Mount receives the pass from Chilwell, looks upfield. There is Werner, there is Havertz. And Mount sees what Havertz sees. 
that channel is wide open and he unleashes a perfect through ball into that channel and it breaks apart. It cuts open the city defense. Havertz receives the pass, looks up, and there's Ederson, the city goalkeeper, charging right at him. And then Havertz, cool, calm, and collected under pressure, simply slides the ball from his right foot to his left, maneuvers around Ederson, and then he is staring at a wide-open goal. He rolls the ball into the back of the net. Goal, Chelsea, the Blues ahead, one goal to nil on the cusp of halftime. And it was a deserved goal, a deserved lead for Chelsea. They were the better side. And that trio of Mason Mount, the young Chelsea Academy graduate, Kai Havertz, and Timo Werner, those three players were running rampant through the city midfield and the city back line throughout that first half. They could have scored two or three goals. In the end, they scored one goal, and that goal would be enough for Chelsea to lift the trophy at the end of the night. The second half was all about N'Golo Conte, Chelsea's defensive midfielder, arguably the best defensive mid in the world. And Conte... He was a rock for Leicester City when they won the Premier League, that 2015-16 title, the 5,000-to-1 miracle. And then that summer, after helping Leicester win the Premier League, he joined Chelsea and helped Chelsea to the 2016-17 Premier League title. So back-to-back Premier League titles with two different clubs. And then Conte won the World Cup with France in the summer of 2018. So when he walked onto the pitch on Saturday night in Portugal, his trophy cabinet was already full. And he added one more trophy to that collection. His play, especially in the second half, earned him man of the match honors. He was everywhere, all over the field, sliding tackles, winning the ball back, denying City any real chance to even the score. N'Golo Conte, best player on the field. And that Chelsea back line was a fortress as well. Chelsea were tenacious defensively. They clung to that one goal lead and never looked all that likely to let that lead slip. Conte's best moment was early in the second half. Kevin De Bruyne, City's star midfielder, made a driving run toward the Chelsea penalty area, appeared on the verge of either creating a shot for himself or for one of his teammates. And then Conte, out of nowhere, a perfectly timed sliding tackle, dispossessed De Bruyne of the ball and cut short a potential City scoring threat. Speaking of De Bruyne, he suffered a brutal injury about a quarter of an hour into the second half, a collision with Rudiger in the midfield. And Rudiger was given a yellow card for a rather reckless challenge. And De Bruyne, he suffered a fracture of his nose and his orbital bone. He left the field in tears, not only in pain, but also disappointed, heartbroken at not being able to continue with his teammates in their quest to win the European Cup. And so for the final half hour, 
City were forced to play without one of their more important players. But quite frankly, I am not sure that it would have made a difference had De Bruyne remained on the field. He was unable to create much of anything, shattered by Conte for the entire match. There was just no breaking that Chelsea defense. Thomas Tuchel, the great Chelsea manager, appointed halfway through this season replacing club legend Frank Lampard. Tuchel turned around the fortunes of this club, a tactician, a master tactician, and his side were so, so good on that night in Portugal. Another key moment in the second half of historical significance, especially for an American soccer fan like myself, Christian Pulisic, the great American player, was subbed on in the second half, becoming the first American to ever play in a Champions League final, and he very nearly scored Chelsea's second goal of the game. He had a shot from the right side of the city penalty area that sailed just wide of the far post, appeared on its way to the back of the net, but floated just wide, very nearly a magical moment for Pulisic, but a historic night nonetheless, becoming the first American to ever appear in a Champions League final. His name will be heard from again and again as he is he is the hope right now for American soccer, Captain America, as the U.S. national team suffered that humiliation when they failed to qualify for the 2018 World Cup. 2022 World Cup is fast approaching, and the 2026 World Cup will be here in North America. Games played in the United States, Pulisic and Team America need to be ready for that World Cup. They cannot be embarrassed again. They must qualify for these next two World Cups. And so much of the hope of American soccer fans rests on the shoulders of Christian Pulisic. And now he's becoming a household name in Europe, and he is a Champions League title winner. The final defining moment of this match was nearly the last kick of the game. Riyad Mahrez had a chance a last gasp hope to draw City level. The final minute of seven minutes of second half stoppage time, Chelsea clearing the ball out of their penalty area and Riyad Mahrez at the edge of the 18-yard box whipped a shot that sailed just over the crossbar, may have grazed the bar on the way over. And that was it. That was the last prayer for City and it was left unanswered. The final whistle blew a few moments later, and Chelsea were champions of Europe. So those were the key moments. The shot block by Rudiger, the great goal, that team goal, Mendy to Chilwell to Mount to Havertz, three passes. In three passes, Chelsea covered the entire length of the pitch. A great goal the play of Conte in the second half, the injury to the Bruyne, the historic appearance made by Pulisic, the last gasp by Mares. Those are the moments that will be remembered, the moments that defined this all-English final. But the summary of this game can be boiled down to two points. One, in Golo Conte, the Chelsea defensive midfielder was the best player on the pitch. Two, 
Pep Guardiola did not include any defensive midfielders in his starting 11. And he had two quality options to choose from, Fernandinho and Rodri, two high-quality defensive mids, one of whom was always in the starting 11 for City during this season. He left both on the bench. Fernandinho made an appearance in the second half. He was subbed on after about an hour had been played. But by that point, City were behind 1-0, and a holding midfielder was not exactly what they needed. And so that, that was the match, boiled down. Chelsea's defensive mid was the best player on the pitch, and Pep left his two defensive mids on the bench until deep into the second half. Now, in Pep's defense, and I saw this note from ESPN over the weekend, Chelsea had beaten City twice in the six weeks leading up to this Champions League final, once in the FA Cup semifinal and once in the Premier League. In the FA Cup semi, Pep started both of his holding midfielders. City lost. In the Premier League match at the Etihad Stadium back in early May, Pep started one of his defensive mids. City lost again. And so now, in the third head-to-head matchup inside of six weeks, Pep elected to go with no defensive midfielders. It was a move that reeked of desperation, of blindly throwing a dart and hoping it would be a bullseye. It is not a move one would expect from a man who is widely and rightfully considered to be one of the best managers in the world, and a manager of a team that is overflowing with talent. Pep panicked. He tried two defensive midfielders, lost, tried one, and lost, and so he tried none. He panicked. He outthought himself. And this is not second-guessing. This was being first-guessed by fans and pundits in the hour leading up to kickoff. The lineups were unveiled about an hour before the opening kick, and in that hour, fans, pundits all over the world left scratching their heads. No Fernandinho and no Rodri. Pep going with six attacking players, a 4-3-3, four at the back, and then two banks of three with six attacking players, quality players, no doubt, but no defensive midfielder. That was not a lineup he had used at any point in the season, winning the Premier League, winning the League Cup, and reaching the semifinals of the FA Cup and reaching the final of the Champions League. The final match of the season, Pep tried a lineup he had not used the entire season. He outthought himself. There is no other way to put it. And in that first half, with no holding midfielder, Mount and Havertz and Werner bossed the midfield. They were a real problem for City's midfield and City's back line. Again, they could have scored two or three goals in that first half. The one goal they scored, that was decisive. And Pep deserves criticism here. I, again, I, I understand his thought process, but that's not the move of a man with his reputation and his resume. He has won Champions League before, not with City, but he has won it before. And to panic like that at the final step, it is rather shocking. Chelsea deserving champions 
city. The quest goes on. With Pep at the helm, though, and with the talent on this football club and with the resources at their disposal, wealthy owners who are willing to spend, willing to splash the cash, I am convinced City will win this competition within the next five years. Now, I would have said that five years ago as well, but I am really convinced City are winning this competition in the next five years. They are making a move, according to reports, for Harry Kane, the great striker from Tottenham Hotspur. Add Harry Kane to this roster. It has to happen, right? It could have happened here. Pep out thought himself. Tuchel stuck to his plan. Chelsea's players were better. They deserved this European Cup. So Chelsea are champions of Europe. For City, the wait goes on. As soccer fans, the wait for club competitions, that will go on for a few more months, but there is some good football in the meantime. We have Euros, the European International Competition. That begins in about a week and a half. It'll be June 11th is the first day of that tournament. 24 teams competing for the top prize in European competition as far as players playing for their countries, an international competition, not a club competition. And looking back at the World Cup the past few seasons, it has mostly been European teams dominating. In 2018, seven of the eight quarterfinalists were European. These are the best soccer nations in the world. Should be a great spectacle beginning in about a week and a half. And then the Premier League begins again late summer, and we will do all of this all over again. This was a wonderful season in the Premier League, in Champions League. Chelsea have won. Chelsea are kings of Europe. Thank you again for listening to this episode of Satterfield on Sports. As always, I am your host, Kyle Satterfield, saying so long and goodbye.